Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Kevin Burke, who is the headmaster of the Real Astrology Academy and creator of The Human Game. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit about yourself, some of the things you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the hard left field question there. I, I, uh, I really, really enjoy the stuff that I'm creating with, with astrology, creating these new classes, creating these programs. It sounds really odd because it's also a lot of work, but I have just a ridiculous amount of fun working with this stuff um part of why i'm so eager to share it but just really yeah i mean i don't i don't have much of a (laughs) i don't have much of a going out and doing things life right now um it's a lot of stay in and create but the creative energy is for me kind of the thing that makes life worth living so it works out nicely. I love it. That sounds great. Well, tell us about it. Tell us about what you're creating on a daily basis. Well, the main thing that I am working on right now is something I call the human game. And I'm figuring out how to define this in a more specific way, but broadly, it is a way that you can Uh, achieve your goals, explore your potential, and experience happiness. Uh, It uses strategies based on your unique birth chart. But more broadly, it is a way to turn your entire life into a game. It is a way to look at your entire life and start to see your life as the story and start to understand how this multi-layered, multifaceted story works. And then, you know, eventually you can sort of work your way into the writer's room and start adjusting the story. And, And eventually I'm kind of playing with the idea of saying, well, you can get to the point where you have a producer's credit on your own life. Um, because when you, when you really understand the power of story and, and what it, cause story is, story is what makes human beings, human beings. Um, story is how we make sense of literally everything. And 
we understand inherently what makes a good story. And so when you start to realize, oh, my life is a story. Reality is a story. We tell the story of reality to ourselves. When you change the focus of the story, it changes the experience of reality. So you can really kind of make things about whatever you'd like them to be about. And in general, the best story wins. So if you can look at the story of your life and decide, no, I'm going to make it, I'm going to turn that into a different story. I'm going to say all of this stuff that I've been going through, that's act one of the story. That's all of the setup with Dorothy in Kansas on the farm and not happy about anything. And great, I've established that. Now it's time to jump into Technicolor and go on the adventure in act two. And I'm exploring and discovering how that's kind of the bigger picture with the human game. It starts out where you can just, you know, literally take something small in your life that's kind of challenging and make it a little bit easier because it has some really specific practical applications just as kind of a coaching model. But it's, it's so much bigger and, you know, getting back to the whole point of fun, I've never had more fun in my life than I have been really engaging with this and seeing my life as this story and seeing all of the ways that this plays out and all the ways I can change things and how that actually ends up changing things, you know, changing the events in my life. But it makes it a lot more fun, which is why I call this the human game, because it is a game. And the whole point is to, you know, have fun. And if all it does is amuse you, <laughs> then, well, that's not nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That sounds epic. It's funny. You're talking about seeing your life as a story. This is going to quantify my nerdiness. But okay. <laughs> bring it on. I really love to look at myself as if I am the protagonist in an anime. Because <laughs> anime has some of the most inspiring stories, inspiring characters. And I'm like, if I was the protagonist, like if I was Naruto, if I was Luffy, whatever it may be, I would like do these things. And I'm like, that's the story I want to live. <laughs> and so sometimes I literally do that. But I. Well, but, so but, but, okay. But here's. <laughs> Here's the thing, and, and I can't deliver on this yet because this is what I am currently working on, but I see how this whole process is evolving. I see how it's like, oh, I need to put together these tools and this sort of structure and whatnot so that you can do that. I have one current client that we basically looked at, you know, we have We've started working with the story of her life, looking at, you know, it's basically a fairy tale of, of the woman in the bubble because she's got this sort of habit, you know, she, she goes around life, she's, she's self-contained in this bubble, but she'd like a relationship. And so she grew up in this bubble. She takes the, the bubble can take her anywhere she wants to go, but it also means she can't actually connect with people. That's act one. Now it's like, okay, well, how, how does she learn to do that? Have another client, that we're, you know, we're literally talking with him yesterday. And it's like, okay, great. Well, we're doing a, we're doing the superhero story for you. And we've got your origin story about 
your loss and all of the experience with anger and this immense power of anger and you don't know how to do it. And I was like, great, okay. Welcome to Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. This is where you are in the story right now. Rather than thinking you can't do anything with this, we're gonna we're gonna create a bigger story around this that this is where you now enter the part where you learn how to use those mutant powers, where you learn how to transform your relationship with anger, where you learn how to take all of these emotional elements from your origin story and resolve them. And I don't quite know how that's going to play out yet, but don't you want to know? Yeah. I mean, right away, (laughs) it's such a better story. And when you realize this is my life, I could actually view my life that way and play it out. I could look at these events in that way and start to engage with the, oh, oh, I'm dealing with this thing at work and this conflict with this person. Okay, let's look at it from a story perspective. Ah, that person is being a foil right now and they are they're creating an opportunity for me to play out this anecdote and this thing that I'm playing out, you know, that pattern's been going on a lot in my life and I can see where the thread of that story goes. I'm excited by the possibilities of this. I see the possibilities of it at the moment, today, November 18th, 2021, I can't deliver on those yet. (laughs) I don't have the tools or the worksheets or the structure or anything, but I'm working on it. But I mean, but here's the thing is, is that there is a practical way into this. And it's easier, I think it's so much easier if, if you've got a little bit of nerd or a little bit of geek and you've got the whole, you understand the fantasy story structures because, you know, the cosplay, that whole thing, because yeah, this is that. It's a lot easier to step into that when you really love it. But this is accessible for everyone. Here's kind of here are kind of the caveats. The big issue is happiness. I use the Wizard of Oz as a description of this a lot because it's a great sort of structure for this. The current story that each of us is living as a human being is the journey to happiness. We are looking for happiness. We care about happiness. That's what motivates us is happiness. So two challenges with that. The first is that most of the time we're looking for happiness in the wrong place. We think it's in the outside world. We think when we get what we want, then we'll be happy, even though that almost never actually happens. So the secret of happiness is it actually lives inside you. But from a story perspective, there's a bigger fundamental conflict here because on the one hand, Yes, we care about happiness, but on the other hand, we care more about story. And when you think about story structure, happiness comes at the end. The story ends with happily ever after. So we tell ourselves we want happiness now, but we don't because we think if we actually got happiness right now, that would be the end of the story, which it wouldn't be. 
the end of a chapter and then there's a new bigger story where okay we're no longer looking for happiness in the outside world we've got the power of it within and oh wait a minute even bigger story to play with now but we don't we want it but we don't want it and it's more important that it's a good story so the movie of the wizard of oz at the end of that movie all seems to be lost the balloon has gone off dorothy thinks she's stranded in oz glinda swans in again in her bubble and she goes oh spoiler alert to go home <laughs> all along and i look at that and i think if that were me that situation would have escalated quickly because my response is lady I just walked 50 miles on brick in sequined heels and you couldn't have told me all I had to do was click these things back in Munchkin land. And Dorothy kind of tentatively brings that up because you don't want to upset a lady with a wand. Um, and Glinda says, well, I couldn't have told you then because you wouldn't have believed me. And that's fine. But the truth is, if she'd told her then, it would have been a lousy story. It would have been a really short movie and a lousy story. Dorothy gets the ruby slippers. Ooh, how do I get home? Glinda comes in. Oh, well, you've got the ruby slippers. So click your heels and go home. Dorothy clicks her heels. She's back in Kansas. That's the end of the movie. That's a terrible story. When I start working with clients in the human game coaching sessions, I tell them that story. And I say, look, here's, here is the deal. You care about happiness. I'm going to give you the ruby slippers in this session. I'm going to show you exactly how you can experience happiness right now. We're going to create that. I'm going to show you what to do. It will work every single time. You're going to put the ruby slippers on. We're going to polish them up. You're going to click your heels. You're going to go, there's no place like home. You're going to experience happiness. You're going to go, wow, that's amazing. And the next words out of your mouth are pretty much going to be which way to the yellow brick road. Because you don't, even though you think you want it, you don't want to give up the story. It's too easy. And I have noticed getting to the point where I'm going to be mixing a lot of metaphors here, but they're, the way that I observe this is that our stories, we've got our current stories. We're invested in these stories. We want to know how they play out. And there's like an immune system to our stories. So if something too big and, and disruptive shows up in the story, like, the secret of happiness, like all you need to do is this, and then you don't have to keep looking for anything else because here's happiness. We don't know what to deal with that. So the story antibodies come in and they make it smaller and they take it out of the narrative of the story and it does, we make it into something else. So a lot of what I do in the initial coaching sessions is about creating a story around the story around the story so that the idea that you can actually control your story gets embedded in your current story in a way that it's going to survive the story antibodies and you can actually do something with it. Um, but it's, but so that it's also not so disruptive that it feels like a cop-out. 
that you're not seeing how things play out because, you know, next mixed metaphor is, you know, we, happiness, we think it's an oak tree. And, and for you, happiness would be an oak tree right in your front garden. And okay, it's theoretically possible to make that happen right now. It would cost a ridiculous amount of money. Um, but I believe that you could probably buy a mature oak tree from somewhere, pay for heavy equipment to uproot the thing and transport it to your, and then dig up your yard and plant it there. Ridiculously expensive. And it still might not take root. That's one way to get an oak tree. The other way to get an oak tree is plant an acorn. If you plant the acorn, you water the acorn, you protect the acorn from squirrels coming along and digging it up. When it takes root, it takes root and it becomes a part of your garden and it will grow. It will change the narrative of your story. So one of the challenges that I'm working with is how do I get how do I take these things and make them small enough that they're planted and useful? Because I really am demonstrating with, with, with the happiness story, with the Ruby slipper story, and I'll take, take you through one uh, as an example so this doesn't get so abstract, but I really am demonstrating with that, you know, the secret of happiness. I'm basically giving you the keys to a nuclear power plant saying it's all yours. And what's happening is I give you the keys to the nuclear power plant. You go, this is amazing. Look how it can charge my cell phone. So you're using this nuclear power plant to charge your cell phone because that's what you can cope with. The idea that, oh, I can charge my cell phone. And having a fully charged cell phone whenever you need it, it's not nothing make your life just a little bit easier. You'd be, you'd be telling stories about that to all your friends. Oh, your battery's low, not mine, because I know I can keep it charged all the time. And that's how the acorn gets planted. And then you gradually can start to discover, oh, you know, not only will it charge my cell phone, it'll charge my iPad. Well, not only can it charge my cell phone and my iPad, it can charge my computer. And then not only can I charge my cell phone and my iPad and my computer, but can I also power Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's way bigger than I thought. But the better story is being given this immensely powerful thing and not knowing how fully powerful it is, that you have it but you don't really realize what you've got and you're using it for a few little things. And then you discover, Oh, wait a minute. It's much bigger, but when it gets embedded in your story, it can take a bigger role in your story. You can discover this one little thing and then it can blossom. And all of a sudden you've got this whole other narrative going in your story where you are rewriting large chunks of your narrative. You're discovering the secret of the secret. You're using the law of attraction and whatever these other things are because they're all part of this, but you're really genuinely transforming your life in meaningful ways, all with these story tools 
but you can't start with that. And then you also need to learn how to write a story. That's the other thing that I'm sort of training clients on a little bit in these sessions is that, you know, the best story wins and you don't really have a lot of experience necessarily writing a story that'll work for your character and your narrative. So you need some training as to what the story structure is. How can you, how can you see what the shape of these things are so you can change the focus of that story and work with the momentum of it? That's a new skill for most people. Even people that know how to write stories haven't necessarily looked at their lives <laughs> in that way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'll share this, I am in the middle of, you know, you asked what I did, what I do for fun. I've been playing this actively in my life and I had a real opportunity this past week or so to try out this next level of things um, because I was in a car accident a uh, little over a week ago uh, and wasn't, the whole thing about it was, was kind of bizarre, which fits into my bigger stories about this. But I was stressed and frustrated and my car was undrivable. The other guy had a little ding on his fender. Um, and after a day or so of just throwing a little pity party for myself around this and looking at how inconvenient it was, I said, no, okay. I'm taking control of this. And I am saying, this is the story about how Kevin got an upgraded car. And as soon as I decided, no, that's what this story is. This is act one of getting an upgraded car. And as soon as I did that and started looking at that story, which is a much better story than the one I was telling, I realized, well, of course, this is what this is about, because that's always the story of how I get an upgraded car. I've never traded in a car and upgraded my car in my life. I've always gotten new cars because there has been either a massive accident or a catastrophic mechanical failure <laughs> of my current car, because that's how I've always done it. And it's always been an upgrade. And so I'm looking at this and, oh yeah, I can get a car. Let's say I'm getting a car that's seven years newer, paying a little bit more for it, not terribly convenient. It's going to be too, you know, but all, of, but as soon as I did that, that's how the story played out. Purchased the car online yesterday. It'll be here in about two weeks. Um, it's, it's exactly what I, what I wanted and what I'm looking for. And I'm thrilled and excited about it. But I was able to do that because this is a better story than being without a car for a month and, and having to worry about those expenses and what it's going to do to my insurance. And, the you know, that was the story I was telling. This one's better. This one's a lot more fun. And I get a new upgraded car, seven years newer than my other car. It'll have a new warranty on it. I get all of these wonderful, it's got a sunroof, all of these wonderful things because I decided, no, this is the story about Kevin, how, Kev, how Kevin got an upgraded car, as opposed to the story of how Kevin was in a car accident. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing. It seems so simple, and it is. And 
I can do that because I've got enough investment in the story that, oh yeah, these story things work. I've, I've been doing this consciously and unconsciously for so many years that this is absolutely a part of my story. Not everybody starts there. Which is, you know, which is why I'm still figuring out kind of how to break this down to, yes, there's this big potential, but we're going to start most clients in the first session. I start with, let's look at something that you have to do, need to do on a regular basis that you just for no good reason. It's just so much of a hassle to do. Um, uh, we talked beforehand, you're, you're in sales. So they're, you know, cold calling salespeople professionally have stuff they have to do. And it's like, you know, you're motivated. It's not a lack of motivation. You think, oh, I have to do my cold calls. I'm not motivated to do them. Well, yes, you are. You know, that's your paycheck. That's all the motivation you need what you're lacking is fuel. This is the story of the human game. You don't lack motivation, you lack fuel. I've done this for, for sales stuff. I've had a couple of clients where, you know, one of them, we worked with him on, on just being able to unload the dishwasher when it was his turn to unload the dishwasher. And another client, uh, I was joking with her about this today, that, you know, basically you had an entire counseling session uh, with somebody just to help you to be able to take out the trash. Um, which on one level is what it was because that was the thing we targeted, but we created the story and taught her how to check her fuel level and, and use that. And I saw her again this week and yep, she was having fun doing all of the household chores on that. But we could also tell this other story around it that, yeah, you know, you sat down and had a 90 minute counseling session just to help you to take out the trash. <laughs> And that's a great story. And the point of that is that we need to keep telling the stories about this so that we keep using this because we've got to keep replanting the seed and keep re-embedding it in the narrative of your story. Because if you would like to be able to take your life and, and create a story arc for yourself inspired by these animes, you can, but you need to work up to that a little bit by really understanding that it's not, it's not just imagination. I mean, everything is imagination, but, but understanding here are the tools, here are some specific references where you know, ooh, I did this little change to this little story and wow, it really did make a difference. Wow, I did this one thing and you know, it was so much easier making my cold calls yesterday morning because of this thing. And then that becomes a story you tell yourself. And then that becomes a part of your narrative and it starts to change things from within. Because if you can use this for that, what else can you use it for? If you can use this to change this one small thing and recognize that it actually is about connecting you with happiness, 
and it's simple and it's fun and you connect it enough in your story that it's there. So the story antibodies don't make you forget about it because they will. You'll create stories around it because, oh no, this is too much of a change. Um, but yeah, so, so as you can tell, I wasn't exaggerating when I say, this is how I have fun because this is so much fun for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Well, tell me if there were one or two people you can meet right now or one or two types of people that you can meet right now that would really help you get those uh, worksheets, the documentation, all the systems that you need to put in place to make the human game be as usable as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. If you could meet those people and they could help you, who would they be and how would they do it? There is there is no one this is there's seven it, billion people on yeah, the planet. There, there there are but in my story nobody else understands this nobody has the ability to understand this at the level that i do and i will have those things done. those those things are happening they are happening faster than I thought they were going to happen because I've currently got two clients where it was basically, no, we're not interested in this other stuff. We're going to dive into this thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess in my story, it's now time for me to dive into the deep end and figure out how do I address this new thing that I didn't think I was ready for, but clearly I am because there it is. <laughs> And this, and again, my story has so much history with this, that the fact that I am in completely uncharted territory, that I am looking at things in a way that nobody in the history of humanity has ever looked at them before, that's not new to me. I, I've spent many, many years with that on, on many other things. The new part is that when I talk about this, people actually seem to get it. <laughs> people are interested. I finally found something that connects so that other people get a glimpse of my universe, um, which is what I've been working towards really for like 20 years. Um, figuring out how to build that bridge. So the new part is that, oh yeah, that bridge is, that bridge is happening there. Um, so these, these, and, and I, and I guess I need to, I need to recognize that the way that I figure this stuff out is, is I improvise it and it's on the fly. And unless I have, oh yeah, I've got two weeks before my next consult with this particular client where we're going to be revisiting this. And it would be helpful if I had something new. These clients know this hasn't been done yet and they're fine, so fine, we still wanna explore. Okay, great, I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm making it up as I go along with this, but I've also got a pretty good track record of that, of, of being able to do this and i'm actively engaging in it in the way of going 
recognizing, and, and this is this is the multiple dimension head exploding thing that literally everything is a story. And so all I need to do is step far enough out of this, get enough perspective on, on this, on what this bigger story is to go, oh no, this is the story of how I discovered X, Y, and Z. This is the story of how I looked at this and went, oh, well, the human game is more than I thought it was. So this is why I'm not doing the class yet because here are these other puzzle pieces that I'm fitting in and this other way of being able to say, you know, let's, let's write the fairy tale of your life or the anime story or the graphic novel or the Marvel Cinematic Universe model of your life. Because everybody is their own protagonist. Everybody chooses how they want to experience their story. We live in a golden age of these big heroic stories because every other movie is a superhero movie and it's so much in popular culture now and there's a structure of of those and and we can resonate with these stories and the superhero movies work so well because they really are about i mean you know it's, you know the you know, the X-Men, <clears throat> it's about teenagers and emotional problems. That's, that's what it is a metaphor for. That's what it was always a metaphor for. Um, that's why it resonates so much. So the fact of, of a client that is dealing with issues with uncontrolled and with trying to master and control his anger and not feel, you know, it's like, well, my God, we've got so many superhero archetypes that are specifically that story. You know, we've got mutants in the X-Men that can just accidentally blow things up. We've got the Hulk. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. These are great stories and they provide this vivid structure and ultimately, I'm filling in the gaps of this thing to say, here's the bridge. Here, here are some basic skills that you need to practice for this to be useful. But you can take this and then you can turn your life into that giant anime story. You can be inspired by all of these things that inspire you because they inspire you because they're a story that you'd like to tell and you'd like to experience. And you can, um, with, with a little bit of training and a little bit of practice, you can do that. And it is substantially different from cosplay. It is substantially different from, you know, from, from fantasy role-playing in that it really does apply that it really creates things that you're applying it to your actual life in a, in a way that is not fantasy and not escapist. It's fun. And it also creates new opportunities. It also has absolute practical 
value and, and fun has some pretty amazing practical value anyway, because if your life were just a little bit easier, if your life had just a little bit more fun in it, who doesn't want that? Yes. That in and of itself is, is, is a win. That, that's something that you can get at whatever level you're playing, you know, whatever level you play with the human game, it can give you that. And I'm just looking at, yeah, it can give you that. And it can be like, you know, literally what dream would you like to, to explore and, and create and, and actually experience um, because it can go there too. And I'm just, I'm building, building the structure, building the bridge to, to do that. Um, but I could also help you to make it a little bit easier to make your cold calls. <laughs> I mean, this is all the big stuff. It's interesting. It's fascinating story. Here's the practical part of that. Yeah. Is that we can actually do that. Sure. Run me okay. through it. All right. So need to give you a couple of little stories to play with first. So the first story is the idea that motivation is never, it's almost never a problem for anything. Um, if you genuinely care about doing something, if on some level, the thing that you think you should be doing or you have to do or you want to do, as long as that actually connects in some way back to a story that ends with, and then I'll be happy, that's all the motivation you need. There are issues where there may be a larger goal that you are pursuing that you really don't care about anymore. That's a, that's a bigger coaching issue. But for the most part, and especially in sales, because I have a background in sales when dinosaurs roamed the earth and in, and in sales training. And there are these industries that are devoted to basically just do it. The idea that, oh, well, if you make 150 cold calls a day and do this, you know what you need to do to be successful. It, it's, it's not difficult to be successful in sales, you know, as, as long as you have a reasonably useful product that people genuinely need, pretty much all you need to do is get in front of potential prospects and help them to understand how that's going to make their life better. In other words, how that product is going to help them to get to the point of where they think they'll be happy because always about happiness. And that's it. And, and it's a numbers game, which if I never hear that phrase ever again, it'll be too soon. But all of that means, okay, here's what you do. Here's your script. Here's the thing. Look at these other people. They're making hundreds of thousand dollars doing this. This system works. Just do it. 
And then there's this whole industry because, well, I, I'm not just doing it. I know I need to do it. I know I need, you know, I know I need to do this, but I just, I'm not doing it. Kevin, so I just want a side thing. note here. Uh-huh. We, have, we have about 13 minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so, all right. Fast, so, so just doing it, not the answer. Um, it's a lack of fuel. So if you put fuel in the tank, then you're not having to overcome this resistance. So this is a new story that you're taking and modeling on your existing life. There is a particular skill with this, because the first thing you need to be able to do is measure how much fuel you have, because you need to have an objective way of looking at this. And we do that with imagination. Um, So I'm going to ask you to imagine that there is a fuel tank and that fuel tank is the available fuel that you have specifically to do the cold calls that you need to, that, that you need to do. Okay. Okay. That fuel tank has a fuel gauge on it. The fuel gauge is a digital readout with a percentage shows what percentage of fuel is in the fuel tank. Okay. What number's on the fuel gauge right now? And it's specifically to do the cold calls. Not anything else in my life. Just the cold calls? We're, we're, we, are, we, are, we are drilling down to this one specific thing because we want to track this one thing. Man, that tank is like 0.5% full. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so here's where this skill gets tricky. When I asked you what the number was, there was a number that popped into your head and you rejected it. And then you said, well, it can't be that, that, you know, so what the skill here is to practice whatever that number is, that's the right number. This is a fuel tank. So you're constantly burning fuel and putting fuel in it. It is not, the number doesn't mean anything other than, gee, should I stop at the gas station before I go run my errand so I'm not stranded on the freeway? That's, that's all that number means. It's a snapshot. It's good for about five minutes. But the first real challenge with this is reading that accurately. So what's the number on that fuel tank right now? 1%. What's, I didn't hear you? 1%. 1%. Okay. Um, right. Well, we've got all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do, I'm going to take you through a very quick process with, with what I call the Ruby slipper story. Cause we're going to take a story about your happiness. Um, when you, because happiness is the end result, when you tell a happiness story and it creates the experience of happiness while you're telling the story, which is what is actually happening, that's another part of this, um, it puts fuel in all of your fuel tanks. So it's going to give you an immediate, oh, wow, this works. There are more complicated, more specific approaches to this as you advance in the human game because the story antibodies will come in and this won't, this will ultimately not work forever, but it's something you can play with over the next week. And I promise you, you're going to have some good results with it. 
Um, so the other thing is that I'm basically going to be improvising this story with you. I'm going to be the one mostly telling your story. So for you to tell the story yourself, that's a different thing. But I'm giving you an experience of what happens when you actually listen to this story. So I'd like you to think about a specific moment in your life where you just felt incredibly happy. And tell me a little bit about it. Um, trying to think of one, a good one. Anything, anything. I would say when I was hanging out with my friends late night Avalon in college. Okay. Okay. So I want you to pick a specific moment um because so part of the structure of these stories part of the skill about learning how to tell these stories it's not a general broad thing okay well here's the you know started two years ago and then it's it's not a sequence of events we want a specific moment we're going to take one frame out of that film and then you're going to describe just that frame All right, I was, uh, we were playing Avalon and Izzy, one of my good friends, Izzy, if you're listening to this, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> she was, um, <laughs> she was just freaking out trying to get something through my thick skull at that moment. Okay. And the discourse back and forth between us just was, it was, it made me really happy. It was a fun thing. Cause she's like, it, she came out of her shell in that moment. And okay. yeah, that was, that was awesome. Okay, so structure of this, this is a story about my happiness. In this story, I was playing Avalon with my friend Izzy and she was trying to make me understand something and, and, and I just wasn't getting it. And, you know, and, and so she was getting more and more frustrated with you and getting more animated because of that. Yep. Was there, was there a point where you just were like, yeah, no, I'm just going to keep screwing with her. I get it now, but this is too much fun. <laughs> oh, no, that point never came. That point <laughs> but it could have because this is a story. It could have, yes. This is, so, I mean, you could, you could put that in this story that, you know, so she, you know, so it was just so much fun messing with her at this point because at that point it's like, oh, no, I get it, but. But seeing her get so upset and come out of her shell and just like, I've never seen this side of her. This is just fun. Let's see where this can go. <laughs> Find a game within the game. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that was fun. And that made you happy. Yes, it did. Okay. So let me explain to you what's happening right now. What you think is happening right now is you think you are remembering a time when you were happy. That's not what's happening. You can't remember a feeling. Feelings only exist in the present moment. What's happening right now is you are telling a story and you are experiencing that happiness right now because you are telling that story. And the more you drill into that story and imagine how much fun it is sometimes to just mess with your friends, 
you know, to, to, to just draw them out like that and just, and just kind of mess with them. Cause it's, it's fun. There's games within games within games. And you're just thinking about when can I do this the next time? Cause you're thinking about how to do this. Now I'm giving you the idea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the wheels turning there. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the balance on that fuel tank right now? Uh, it's a 33. The, num- the number you just rejected the first number that popped into your head, what was the number? It wasn't, an, it was more of a visual and it was like over three quarters full, I would say. Okay. Practice, practice getting a specific number because that's part of the story. That's part of the story tool with this because when you're creating the story around how did I score in the human game, your score is the amount of fuel that you created. Because sometimes these stories are not going to give you the kind of big shift that you have right now. And you still need to be able to know, oh, it worked. Here's what it did. It put 10% fuel in my fuel tank. And I know that's going to make a difference. So we went from 1% to 75%. That's a big thing. How do you feel about the idea of picking up the phone and doing some cold calling right now? It just, it's sink, it's dropped. Like the feeling that I have just drains it. <laughs> I just, uh, it, yeah, I did not feel good. Like I had the happy visual and then it was like 75. And then you said, how's it feel about cold calling? It's just, <laughs> okay. and, and, and there are stories around the cold calling. Yes. But, what I invite you to play with is get to the happy place before you pick up the phone. Every time you feel like you're resisting, realize I don't have fuel because cold calling drains a lot of fuel. There are other things that might be able to address that. There are other stories we could look at to plug that particular leak, but it's something you have to do. You resent doing it, but tell the happy story really take a few minutes, remind yourself of it. Think about messing with Izzy. Think about how you can mess with other people like that because she's because that could be a thing <laughs> where people don't really know that you're messing with them when they're trying to explain something to you because that could be fun. Yep. And think about that and then notice, okay, yeah, I've got fuel and then pick up the phone. And yeah, after the, after you finish dialing, the fuel's probably going to go down because it's fuel. But if you use this, it can make that just a little bit easier. And if the cold calling is too big of a thing, pick something else, pick something that's not as challenging because this story will generate fuel for you for anything and play with that and see, wow, okay, I, can, I can't really use that for the cold calling because the cold calling is too much, but you know, I can do it for this. This, this little thing that it's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling better. I've got enough fuel now. Yeah, I'll take care of it. So it's not a all of the sudden cold calling is your favorite thing to do in the world, but it's just a little bit easier. It's oh, a, yeah. it a little bit faster. There's not the same level of resistance. There's not the same story of, oh, I need to get motivated and push myself to do it. 
because instead of pushing yourself to do it, just create some fuel. Yeah. And, and then it's a little bit easier. I love that. And, and certainly you had a little bright spot because you can think of ways, you know, next time you play Avalon or, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going to use this. I'm going to, this is going to be fun. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. This is the Ruby slippers. It is this simple. At any time, all you need to do is change the story you're telling. All you need to do is tell a story that makes you smile. You're not remembering it. You can base the story on that. But what's happening is right now you're telling the story and right now you're experiencing happiness. There's no place like home. But you need to acknowledge that and remember that because if you don't, the story antibodies are going to take that out of your story and you're not going to be able to build on it. I love it. Well, Kevin, our 13 minutes are up. <laughs> um, can I just uh, promote my site so people can? Please do. Where can people contact you? People can contact me at playthehumangame.com. P-L-A-Y, thehumangame.com. Um, got little videos, some information, a lot of cool stuff there. And there you, you can uh, you can register and watch a free introductory class on it if you want to learn more about it. Um, but basically, you can you can dive in and have your own little Ruby slippers session and play with it and see how this could make something in your life just a little bit easier right now. And then maybe we can build on that. Absolutely. Well, there we go. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Kevin had to say, you loved how he took my fuel levels from 1% to over 75 in a matter of moments. <laughs> um, make sure to contact Kevin at playthehumangame.com. Reach out to him and start uh, changing the story that you're telling yourself and see what it does for you. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Kevin, thank you for coming on the show as we always ask. My pleasure. Send this episode to one or two people you know need to change the story in their life and shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.